I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29:13. Today uh, on the Hunting Dog Public podcast, we got Mr. Stephen Green. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and how you got started and stuff like that. Uh, Stephen Green. Everybody pretty much knows me as Honey Bun. Um, 51 years old, living in South Carolina, right on the Savannah River in uh, Aiken County. I got started basically the day I was born. I reckon I was in the deer dog woods. My my daddy and my papa was big dog hunters. I was born September 5th, so our, our season starts August 15th. I got my, my start with the tree dogs from my uncle. Um, got probably about 12, 13, I started going. I only could go on the weekends, um, and I just absolutely fell in love with uh, tree dogs. Um, being out there at night, you know, solemn. Also, still love the running dogs. I still do that, too. I have a big passion for running dogs. But uh, that's a little bit a little bit about me. That's right. What a... So you still, you, you fool with coon hounds and stuff. Do, is it only, is that the only tree dogs you fool with, just the coon dogs? No, I I, I like squirrel dogs. Uh, I had a good squirrel dog off of uh, Jammin' Bow and uh, Doc uh, Willis out of Louisiana. His uh, female, the Blondie 2 dog. You talking about Tim Willis? Yep, Tim Willis. Uh, I had a. A female out of them that was she was a really nice dog uh i've tried to find one that was comparable uh and just haven't haven't found one that i like so currently i don't have one that's, uh that's right we I, uh we you know we obviously do a lot of squirrel hunting but man i've you know i like i tell people you know i started out coon hunting and then i took a uh, you know a break for when Payson was born and man I got a, a nice uh tree and walker hound right now that oh man she trees a pile of coons and she does it right and uh I was able to to get her from a couple buddies Robbie Blackwood Chase Ballard and uh here they're from here in Mississippi but anyway they let me get her and man she has been a pleasure so it's kind of got me <laughs> it's got me on the you know dang you know, do I start back competition coon hunting or what? But uh, it, it sure is. Uh, with with pacing being in these sports and stuff, it's a lot easier for me to, you know, go at night now versus during the day when he was young. So, uh, but yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. We uh, we sure love these dogs. What about? So I was gonna ask you what. So you, you y'all still deer hunt with dogs over there, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, from we got kind of a line. I-20 is kind of the line, which it's not. Then it goes from I-20 down the lower part of the state. We can hunt with dogs. Um, so we still have that tradition going here. Um, but 
every year it gets harder and harder with the uh, ground shrinkage and you know just uh still hunters don't like dog hunters and it's kind of a you know back and forth with that and stuff like that but yes we still do run dogs in the state of south carolina you know that was one of the the main reasons that uh cody and i started this podcast was to just bring awareness to the to the to the the people that don't do you know that don't run dogs and you know and stuff that yes that a lot of you know a lot of there is a lot of dog hunters or you know a few i shouldn't say a lot that that do have a bad rap and you know that try to you know don't care about the landowners and stuff but for the most part man we as dog hunters try to you know be respectful we got you know we got more money tied up in these dogs with 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 tracking equipment and stuff to keep them off of your property so you know i just that that was the reason why we really started this was to just kind of like tell people hey you know give it a try you may you may like it i mean there's you know there's I can count on one hand, you know, I can count five people that's, you know, that's never been dog hunting and tried it and are like, you know what, you know, these dogs ain't, you know, your coon hounds ain't running my deer, you know, your, your squirrel dogs ain't running my deer and ain't touching them, you know, they're killing deer, you know, that would normally be laid up on the bed, but, you know, you come through there with a dog and, you know, they're not running them, but they may bump them, you know, get them up out of their bed. Well, you dang sure can't kill them if they're, you know, laying up. You know, you get them up on their feet, that's when you kill them. So that's what we try to tell people. But anyway, again, like I said, that's one of the main reasons we started this podcast was because we are attacked by, you know, the deer hunting. And it's a big, big, big market, man. It's a huge market, this deer hunting. And I don't have anything negative to say about the steel hunters other than, you know, some of them get mad when our dogs get on their property so i'm sure you know everybody sees the same thing that you guys go through because i know we do here in mississippi yeah definitely i i always say i tell these guys i'm in a couple different clubs and i tell these guys if if garmin would have came out in the 80s our our sport wouldn't be near as dreadful every year that we have to fight for it you know um just because and like you said there's always going to be some kind of renegade in whatever sport you do i see it coon hunting squirrel hunting rabbit hunting fishing you know there's always people that that break the rules you know you're always going to have those kind but like you said for the most part you know we uh we we do our best to maintain the dogs on our ground where they don't get off on somebody else's land and i i don't I don't have any hate for steel hunters or anything, but you know, I just, I wish they'd get along better. And like you said, I mean, these guys, I watch these guys around my house all the time, man, I got a 140 inch buck, but he only comes out at two or three o'clock in the morning. I get him on camera. Well, let me go in there and coon hunt and get him off his pattern and you'll kill him the next morning. That's exactly right. Get him up but out of the bed. Most of them don't come from a hunting background anyway. So it's, it's new to them and they just don't understand it's that way with you know a lot of things uh dog food for instance with me with joy i try to tell these people they all think dog food's dog food it's not it's not even close you're exactly right you know i'm a big advocate for it i uh i don't make a dime off of it but i just know that how my dogs operate off of it and when i switch to it i could most companies any and 
and you guys told me, you know, feed a sack, feed a couple sacks, you know, but I really, it didn't take but a week or two to, to see when, when you got them on it and steady, a steady feeding um, time schedule or whatever. I, I knew in a, in a week, in a week and a half that I was, you know, it was as good, if not better in, in that short period of time. And then after feeding it for three or four months now, I just, man, it's just in my opinion like i said i don't make one dime off of it I, i'm not employed i just i just feed it and I'm, I'm i'm very impressed i like the way that my stuff works on it i like the way that that my stuff looks on it and i also switch my wife's inside dogs these doodles and uh and they, they i mean I, you know i was just asking her yesterday i was like well what do you think about you know the dogs and the dog face she's like babe they don't you know they don't eat as much uh and they, you know, they haven't fallen off or nothing like that. So again, like I said, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of it. Well, we we appreciate your support for sure, and thank you for just giving it a fair chance. That's that's the biggest problem. Most people don't give it a fair chance. You know, thirty, sixty days. I usually say sixty days, but I was also like you when I first started feeding it. You know, I could tell in ten days. I fed it to my hardest keeper. Um, and he just, he just did a 360 in 10 days, just energy coat, just the way he looked, everything that I wanted. And, and, and then, you know, hunting him from dark to daylight, you know, he was still just as strong at daylight as he was when I cut him loose. And <clears throat> those things mean a lot. And, you know, you mentioned your, your wife said she don't feed, have to feed a lot, but that's because, you know, Joy's a caloric dense feed. Um, we're on a fixed formula. It's always the same. Only use, you know, American source raw ingredients and from the same people all the time. And that's that's consistency is, is the name of the game. So as long as you keep it consistent and you get the same results out of every bag, you're good. So, you know, and like and i'll just for this instance we went to uh oh a couple weeks two weeks ago we went to or yeah we left for california went out there for like seven days and uh anyway um i had someone feeding uh, my sister fed my uh all of my other dogs that get the daily feed and stuff but i have like a little two acre starting pen out back and uh, i had a four-month-old puppy in there not that he i wanted him to get started but i just wanted him in a bigger area and where she didn't have to fool with him i basically i actually had two puppies in there but anyway uh i had them on an automatic feeder and for whatever reason i know it wasn't they wasn't fighting each other off of it but one dog did not eat for what looks like seven days and i'm embarrassed to say this but when i got back that dude was he wasn't you know down or nothing like that he was just very very thin and stuff so i was like dang you know something's wrong with him well i wormed him real good and put him back up in a kennel and i bought the joy of a puppy and i'm telling you it was like it's a miracle in four days that dog had just about all of its weight back on you couldn't see any ribs or hip i mean you couldn't see yeah you couldn't see any hip or rib bones and I'm telling you, that junk is, it is for real. Whatever, if you want to grow a good set of puppies, put them on that Joy, that pink bag of Joy puppy. Yeah, our 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 puppy is 
probably the most palatable puppy food on the market, which meaning is as soon as it hits their tongue and the roof of their mouth, it's dissolving. So by, you know, a dog's uh, pancreas produces the enzymes that break down the dog food for the dog to get the nutrients. So by the time it gets there, it's already broken down for it. The pancreas doesn't really have to do a lot of work. So it's already fully getting all the nutrients right then. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful feed. And, and also our super meals, a great, uh, feed for lactating females. You'll, uh, the bounce back recovery milk production is unreal. Um, so both of those feeds work wonders on puppies. And Could you, I mean, you know, I've always, you know, I don't raise a bunch of puppies, but, you know, every couple of years I'll raise something if I want something um, to uh, hunt. But anyway, with that being said, do you, I mean, I used to feed my my female, you know, a couple of weeks before she had the puppies. I would put her on puppy feed, but you're saying the super meal is, just, you know, would you put them on the joy puppy or would the super meal be better while while you're trying to produce milk and stuff like that? Uh, the way I do it is the uh, knowing the background of the super meal. When when I breed a female, I put them on the super meal, keep them on the super meal through it. You know, I'll I'll switch the puppies when I start feeding them. I'll switch them over to the puppy feed. Um, but yeah, I would definitely put the female on the super meal. Um, we got vitamin packs in there. Um, a lot of a lot of good stuff in there that helps those females produce milk and bounce back after they wean. Right, that's so, a big issue. Yeah, you know the the puppies pulling them pulling the the mama down and stuff. So yeah, I get that. Well, that's uh yeah. that's that's what I you know that's another you know a question that some people have and stuff. So I'm glad that you put that out there. We um again I, in the past I've used uh other brands of puppy food and 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 i would put them on put the female on that but uh, it's good to know that you can put them on the you know the super meal and if you're feeding super meal you don't have to change anything you just keep feeding them you know maybe up their dosage a little bit but and most and most all of our feeds are fixed formula so it's it's not not a, a big transition for a dog so yeah that you got them on it and just keep on going through it and uh, like I said, the recovery time, because most of the time when you see females really getting pulled down is when puppies get about four weeks old to weaning, which is six, which I know a lot of guys that I talk to now that feed super meal to their females, they, they're they weaning these puppies at four weeks old because they're just, you know, big, healthy, and they're taking them off the female. That's right. You know, we, again, I, and I, I, I say this because, you know, you said something that struck my interest earlier about it being a calorie-based, you know, calorie per cup, that cow cup, and feed going a farther, you know. I, I That was another big thing that I noticed with my big dogs. You know, I was feeding the, the other brand, and it was a big-name brand, um, and I was feeding two cups, and it kept them, you know, the two cups measured out. I measure my feed. It, it kept my dogs, you know, in good working shape, and, you know, they weren't fat. They weren't thin. But uh, when I started them on the Joy, I 
started, you know, instantly. I was like, well, shoot, two cups, two cups. I put them on two cups. Well, man, after a week, seven, eight, ten days, my dog, <laughs> they got heavy. You know, they were, they were, they were heavier. So I had to honestly, dogs that I would feed two measured cups to, I bumped them back to about a cup and three quarter to keep them in, you know, in the summertime and stuff. I'll, I'll put them on the maintenance and stuff. But uh, it just, if I fed them the the full two cups they they got heavy man they got big and and i say that to say that that's why these and i feel like that's why these sacks are lasting me another seven to ten days versus you know the other feed you know yeah and and that's there's there's so many i could sit here and talk for hours and hours for you but there's so many people that that that'll switch dog foods but the dog food that they're coming off they gauge it towards the dog food they're going to and if you do that with joy you're overfeeding you're going to have a, a lot more waste because the dog's body when it when it says it's got what it needs the rest exits so you're just you're just wasting money you know and and cleaning up more waste and that's i tell people every there's like like a there's a starting point on the back of a bag, but every dog is like a person. Like your metabolism may be way higher than my metabolism. I'm, I may have a slow metabolism. So this dog may need more cacao than this dog to look exactly the same. So this dog might need three cups where this dog might need two cups. And really and truly, cacao's is where it's at. You know, people turn the bag over and they look at the ingredients. And that's great, but you really need to study KCAL in the sporting dog world because that's the fuel that you're putting in the gas tank. That's the difference when you, it's like, I'll give you an example. And, and you being a running dog man, you'll see this too. So we turn loose in the morning, everybody's dogs, they're on, you know, they're on go. Uh, you get lunch, you break for lunch and put them in the dog box and they lay there and you go for the next drive after lunch. And you see these dogs that follow people, they're, they're walking behind them. Well, they're out of gas is what it is. And then you got these dogs that are just steady, constantly just rolling. And, and I mean, they do it from, you know, daylight to dark. And that's the difference is they, they, they burn up their stored energy, which is the fat. And then their cacaos, they don't have enough cacaos to produce that stored energy. So that's that's a, a big key in dog feed and you know from the time i was 15 years old i was hunting pkc and of course you know you hunted back in the 90s when i hunted there was a lot of late rounds hunted off um just because the state race and the national race had so much you know honor to it that most people you know if you went to a hunt on a weekend you tried to get as much money as you could so you you get in that final four, you'd hunt it off. Well, I'd see guys' dogs just making mental errors, mental errors, and it's just because they ran out of gas is what it is. So you, you want a dog feed that, that produces, that has a good K-Cal number. And to me, a good K-Cal number is around 480 up into the mid-fives, you know, 525, something like that. And those are good K-Cal numbers. And then you want to look at good, clean ingredients. You know, you want to look at beef meal, chicken meal. You want to try to stay away from the byproduct 
part. Um, we do have one feed that FDA makes us put chicken byproduct meal on, and that's because we only use livers and gizzards, so we have to put it on there. We don't use the feet, the beaks, the feathers, the bones, all that stuff. So when you're looking at that, you know, those are, those are the things you look at and a good dog feed. And, you know, a lot of people try to shy away from corn, but if they do their homework, and understand the minerals that corn has that it pulls from the ground. That's why any any good farmer never plants corn in the same place. They rotate because of the mineral extract that it draws from the ground. So those are those are some things that when you're looking at dog food and studying dog food, I mean I have people tell me all the time, man, I've been studying dog food and then they tell me and I'm like, yeah. You've been reading a lot of internet stuff, you know, and so those are the kind of things that you really want your dog to have, especially if you're having what I consider a canine athlete or a working dog. So, you know, going back to the corn and stuff like that, you know, you hear all these horror stories these people on the internet they're just like you know i'm not gonna feed nothing with you know grain free this and that well i talked i have a very good friend that's a vet and he you know the way he put it he was like what did your grandparents that's had dogs and your dad and them have dogs what did they feed all these years and you know dogs lived to be 15 and you know 14 15 years old and you know could you cut a dog loose and he's at 12 years old and he still acts like he's three you know oh they didn't you know they fed corn meal they fed corn bread you know what Mm -hmm. you know so I, i say that to say i mean you hear like these some of these and i honestly think that it's it's a competitor feed companies that are you know coming up with these these deals because uh they don't, you know, that's, I guess they're trying to market their feed, you know, and I get it. I do. I'm in sales, but, uh, you know, this, go ahead. I'm that's, sorry. That's exactly what it is. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I talked to two key nutritionists and both of them told me the same thing. They said, uh, they said, you know, the, the whole, the whole so-called thyroid explosion when it hit was about a year and a half when no grain seeds hit the market. And it was all a marketing ploy, is what both of them told me. And because they make you feel all good, warm, and fuzzy because, you know, they say, oh, I don't feed them this. This is bad for them, no grain. You wouldn't eat this. But, you know, humans eat grains too. But they used it as a marketing ploy to make you feel better that you're giving your dog the same thing that you would eat. Is, is what the marketing ploy was. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong if somebody wants to feed no grain if that's what they want to do. I mean, there's there's been a lot of major universities that have done studies on it, you know, and most of them conclude that they need corn. Um, well, my vet, like I said, he's a good friend of mine, and I trust him. Uh, yeah, like we used to, you know, in our – high school and college days we hung out so that's how good of friends we were but are are but uh he um that's what he told me he's like man could dogs and you know it's it's not that's not what's hurting dogs you know you hear i seen something on the other day about a 
ear infections or ear something is, is caused by the corn or something and i'm like i've fed it my whole life i've never had any kind of ear infections or whatever but anyway yeah i think most of, i think most of, of sporting dogs health issues today come from tick-borne illnesses is is what i think it's from not from the dog feed more than it's more from the the tick-borne illnesses well they got to put it on something you know they got to they got to blame it on something i agree they do oh but yeah man so like i said i'm i'm a big big fan of it i wish you know i think it's i think my dogs are healthy more healthy you know and i think that they you know they act better and you and as far as the waste you know i keep i keep uh i keep my dogs you know raised and uh you know so i clean my pens every single day twice a day almost and uh once for sure but twice sometimes if i have to but man mine don't you know mine use the bathroom once a day i mean there's one one pile of cleanup every day and i mean that's that's what's handy that's how it should be if if you're i told some guys this the other weekend at the grand american if you're you know, if you're having more than one stool a day, you're you're overfeeding, and your dog's not getting what he needs to get out of that dog food. That's right. So, I mean, like I said, you probably feed the super meal, and I feed the right now. I mean, I'm not opposed to the super meal. I feed the high energy mine, do good on it. Uh, but right now, you know, if I'm really pounding them, I do feed the super meal, and you know, during the summer do you do you keep like the the super meal do you feed that every all throughout the summer or do you kind of like bump them down out because i thought about i thought about putting mine you know on that maintenance so you know i don't i can feed them the you know the the cup cup and a half or two cups and and it won't be so hard to uh, get get them back in shape and and the weight off of them when it is time to come august you know it won't be so hard on them i guess yeah, I, I actually feed uh twenty four twenty year round. I, I feed it um twelve months out of the year. Um and, and I hunt pretty much year round. I probably don't hunt as hard during the summertime, but um I just adjust their intake during the summer and I've had um you know, zero problems for five years with it. You know, I just, down here, I just, I don't switch over, you know, to a maintenance feed, which I have, I have some people that feed maintenance year round and hunt year round on maintenance. And it goes back to their dogs just do better. They were gaining too much weight on uh, 2420 and they just wanted to, to cut them back. So I told them, I said, give the maintenance plus a try and, and see what you like and and I have several guys that have told me they absolutely love it. You know, just because it says maintenance on there, it's not just a, a feed to make you feel good that you're feeding your dog through the year, you know. So, and and, and Auburn University did a study. And like I said, I've, I've been big on canine nutrition for a long time because I knew it's, it's I knew that it, it's what matters the most. You know, I, I see guys in $80,000, $90,000 pickup trucks. They got a $4,000 dog box. They got a however much side-by-side and things, $15,000, $20,000 trailer pulling it. They got dogs. And the main thing that they're there for, 
they won't spend the money where it be eight, ten more dollars a bag. They won't spend the money on the thing that matters the most. And, you know, I, I don't really understand that, but some I guess some people just show up, you know, and when I show up, I, won't, I show up to win. Uh, is why I'm going. I mean, I'm hunting a nine-year-old dog now, and everybody thinks she's three years old. And I credit a lot of that, you know, it's good genetics, don't get me wrong, but I do accredit a lot of that to the feed that I feed. Well, you know, and I agree with that, you know, because it, it they got to have, I mean, you couldn't, you know, I or you or anybody else, Michael Phelps, I'll just say that, he's not eating Big Macs and honey buns every meal, you know what I mean? He's eating oh, a I'm good 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 meal he's you know he's his diet's where it's at you know that's his fuel like you said that's his fuel and that's uh that's what you got that's all we can you know can give them you know they can't tell you hey man i need this i need this i need that you know we got to use our best judgment to give them what we feel like is is the the best the best bang for their buck and then you got like you said you you know, you whether you spend eight or ten dollars more a sack. Well, here's the way I look at it: if I can go out there and buy the value, whatever dog feed, for say thirty nine dollars a sack, why in the world would I not spend ten more dollars and get the better feed? You know, because yeah, I mean, most people, most people go and they do, they go by cash register price. And that's what they're ringing you up at the cash register per bag. But what they really need to do is is price it per pound. And the results you're getting per pound that you feed, it's just like you said, you've already seen that you go longer off one bag of joy. So your price per pound, you're, you're saving money. And, and not to mention, you know, you're feeding them a, a premium pet food that, keeps you your dog healthy from whatever reasons and you're not having to take that dog to the vet you're worming that dog you know however often your regimen is for that and you're just hunting and feeding you know what i'm saying and there's so many people that i see you know having to take their dogs to the vet or they're debilitating this stuff's debilitating their, their dogs whatever ingredients they're using you know to me that's a big plus factor in it too oh yeah no doubt you don't want to you know like you said if they're using the bathroom more than once a day then you obviously they're not getting what they need out from the feed and you know basically that's like so when i raised cows and stuff like that you know you can get you can feed a dog you can feed a cow i'm sorry uh a 12 percent protein feed all right or you can feed a cow a 20 percent protein feed well that cows only go process so much of that protein but mm -hmm. you know it may get four percent of the 12 percent protein in the 12 percent feed but it may get 15 percent of the 20 percent protein if that makes sense um you know oh, so, yeah. so you you definitely um you know i just think that i don't know like i said i'm a one-man show here and <laughs> It just works for me, and I feel like if everybody else would give it a try, it, it would work for them because, again, 
I got a friend in, in Louisiana over at uh, Meet Louisiana, Ronnie Polichek and Miles Miller that does the podcast with me. And, uh, you know, Ronnie, he started selling Joy. And, I mean, he's he's a believer, you know what I mean, since, you know, obviously because he sells it. But, uh, yeah, man. And, you know, my, my grandparents fed Joy you know years and years and years ago but it kind of left or you know i ain't saying it left i shouldn't say it like that we could we didn't it it, they phased it out around here or either the the more economy feeds come in and did a had a good foothold in in the market or whatever but you know i'm just glad that it's uh it's it's back around you know when i seen when i said joy you know, my grandparents like, yeah, we used to feed that joy back years and years ago. Oh, green and yellow bag, the John Deere bags, what they called it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still we still actually make that same the same original formula. We still make that. Uh, a lot of beaglers up in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, up in that area, they still feed special meal. Um, yeah. That's that's their feed, and they won't bend off of anything else but the green and yellow bag. That's right. That's right. Well, I just, man, I was, I was glad to get you on, you know, get you lined up to, cause I, cause I think that, you know, we need to, to know about this feed and think it'd be a good episode with, for the listeners to, to, to see, you know, Hey, you know, this is the ins and outs of the joy dog feed. And I know there's been podcasts, you know, Wade and Josh and, stuff they've done them and stuff but i just kind of wanted to give you the 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 opportunity because you can't you know you can't I, I don't think that you can learn enough about it just being honest right yeah it's a it's it's really a you know it's really a good premium feed and uh you know we the one thing about our company is is like when you called me i mean you know you go to these other companies you can't talk to anybody about feed or you know this that or whatever about the company and and we're just a a a family-based company you know that we try to do it right um i know we probably don't do everything right but you know we try to do everything right it's it's hard it's hard for to there's so much jealousy in this in these hound sports squirrel dogs, rabbit dogs, coon dogs, and stuff like that. And but in all honesty, if somebody you know, I don't knock anybody what they feed. If, I mean, you feed what you want to feed. But if you do want to feed and try joy, I want to try to help you. Um, you know. So and and all our you know me, Josh, Michael, Terry uh mason bush just came on the team he's actually going to be your area um so that's a that's a that's a big win for joy and that's a big win for all y'all that's right Um, he he actually you know he actually was on the podcast a few times you know he helped us out tremendously before he bought coon hunting university so uh yeah mason and i are, are are friends and uh i talked to him a good bit yeah so i mean we just try to we try to have uh, Wade tries to hire people that are in these sports that actually they're not traveling salesmen. They're 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 houndsmen. They're they you know they may be uh, lab guys, they may be pointer bird dog guys, but everybody on our team is actually a houndsman or dog man first. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's it's not me reading the back of a card to you you know in these situations that you come up with or you call me i mean i get calls and texts and stuff two or three o'clock in the morning one o'clock in the morning and i do my best to get back to everybody that either messages me calls me or whatsoever and that's just something that you're not going to see in a lot of these other feed manufacturers yes i get it you know you 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 do you you need a uh you need dog people you know, and that's why I say it. You see it in my post all the time. I am supporting a company that supports my hobbies, my business, and stuff like that. I'm not going to – I'm just not, man. You know, I've always been taught – and I, like I say, I'm in sales, and people buy from people. So if I have a relationship with you, I trust you, that, and I trust what you're telling me. You're not shooting me no line of junk. But I built my business on – you know, being honest to people and answering the phone and, you know, trying to help people out. Well, that goes a long way. That's what I say. People buy from people. And I'll continue, you know, as long as I can. I'm a, you know, I, I'm going to support the people that support me. And we appreciate that. You know, Wade and all of us at Joy, you know, we, we appreciate that kind of support from y'all. And like I said, we try to do our best on our end for y'all, the consumer. And and we're, we're we're more we more look for we don't want you to buy one bag we we want you to we're looking for you for the long haul you know we want we want to support you for the long haul and you support us for the long haul but but mainly we want you to feed your animal a good a good premium dog food. That's exactly right. We you know I don't. I, I usually buy, you know, and it's it's crazy how it works, but I'll buy a sack of the the high energy, the super meal, the puppy, and the maintenance, and I can buy four sacks, and it, it's crazy how all of my, I'm feeding all four, you know, puppy, one dog, or some super meal, or a couple dogs super meal, and then some high energy and then the maintenance for my inside dogs. And I always, you know, they last a lot longer, but I always, you know, tend to get low about the same time. So I'm buying the four sacks every, you know, like I said, I don't buy them once a month. I mean, they go, shoot, I'm feeding one, two, three, four, five, six, six outside. I'm feeding seven, eight. I'm feeding 10 dogs and those four sacks of feed, you know, I don't want to say it, you know, I don't want to put a number on it, but, I know that I'm getting a month to, you know, five, five and a half weeks out of those. You know what I mean? So I say that, well, you I, know, I, if you're getting a month and a half out of a $50 sack of dog feed, I mean, that's pretty salty. That's pretty good to me. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, because I have the same results. I, I've i got uh, six deer dogs here, uh, two coon dogs, and about you know four and a half to five weeks is what i feed on a bag so i i get exactly what you're saying because i have the same results i mean if you can do that i mean what is what are you what are you saving by feeding a lower priced per bag dog feed you're not if you're feeding if you're feeding that, if you're having to feed almost double, and it's going, and you're, and you know, a, a bag of dog feed is lasting you three weeks versus five weeks, you ain't saved nothing. No, and that's why I always reiterate that you know, don't 
use cash register price because let's say this dog food cost you uh, $40 a bag, but you're having to feed two of them a month in the 30-day period. Well, you're at $80, and let's just say you have to pay $60 for one bag You've saved yourself $20, not to mention gas and fuel, going to the feed store and all that stuff. So it, it comes more down to price per pound versus price per bag. Right. So And not to mention that your quality is going to be better because for, for reasons of using cheaper ingredients or what so forth, whatever they use. Well... I know all dogs are different, but I also know that dogs are dogs, and if mine do good on it, I don't know why yours wouldn't, you know. Right. Yep. I agree. Well. And another thing, too, uh, you know, we have beef-based and chicken-based because a lot of dogs this day and time have are allergic to chicken. Um, You know, my daughter has a King Charles Spaniel, and she was feeding the dog food before she went on joy and the dog had a spot on its left front paw about the size of a half dollar. It was just raw. They took it to the vet and all this stuff. They could never get it. Uh, my daughter's, my son-in-law put the, put him on joy. And within two weeks time, the spot was gone. So a lot of it has to go with what ingredients these manufacturers are using. Hmm, that's crazy that you know i never even thought of it like that and it brings to mind a i got a friend with a dog that's got that it may be a darn food allergy yeah and a lot of a lot of ear issues are food allergy or food allergy based more than some people think they have ear canker or they have uh, mites so forth stuff like that but a lot of the redness in the ears and on the underneath the belly, it's just the dog. It's just the stuff the dog's body's trying to get rid of it somewhere, and it's trying to go. And that's why they these spots. You know, these people they call them hot spots. They're you know, they're actually where that stuff's just trying to exit the dog's body, finding the weakest place it can go. I'll be dang! I didn't even realize that either. I, you know, I've, I've always seen and heard of the hot spots and stuff, but. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, what uh, so you, you I mean, any any, what's the the what's the plan from from here on out? I mean, uh, not you know, not I'm not saying that with the joy dog food, you know, what's uh, I know they got big plans for the the squirrel dog world this year. They're they're gonna do some uh, some uh, sponsoring and some um, you know, promotions and stuff like that to to try to to you know we're. We're definitely we we definitely want to get joy in, into the squirrel dogs and and all all working dogs and running dogs and stuff. But uh, I know that you know Josh had said something about you know maybe getting in you know doing some more and 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 I seen that they were they've done gotten with the USDC and stuff to uh, to help with the uh, with the squirrel hunts and stuff. So yeah, man, we are uh, we're really thankful for that because you know these squirrel hunts. Uh, you know, yeah, people want, you know, cash prizes, but they also like to, you know, that that $50 sack of dog feed that you get to bring home 
you know, that's that, that helps out a lot too. Yeah. Well, you know, we try to we we try to sponsor all, you know, dog sports. Um, you know, in our ways that we do them, you know, a lot of people don't get to, you know, see that side of it, but we've been with USDC for a while. Um, Jeff Island and that and that crowd, Greg Maynard, and we're with Pro Sport and we do the youth uh, PKC stuff, uh, do a lot of youth stuff, period. We've sponsored, I couldn't tell you how many youth sports because the youth is, is at our heart. That's that's what we, that's our main goal. That's we our like future. That's, that's who's going to keep it going. That's exactly why we do it. And we try to, you know, roll out the red carpet for them when we do it. Um, you know, um, we got the cane stream media stuff coming. Um, you know, the elite handler series, um, it's going to go to the squirrel dogs next. Uh, it's going to go to the retriever, uh, pointers. It's going to go to the beagle beaglers, the field trialers. Um, you know, and we, we sponsor a bunch of beagle field trials. We've uh, recently really gotten into the running dog world with fox dogs, um, sponsoring a lot of hunts. Had a guy from Arkansas uh, message me that they're going to, you know, do one. We're going to, we've got a run for a ton of dog, joy dog food at Tally Ho coming up. I think it's in April. That's a fox dog trial. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot of the running dog guys have seen you know, have started feeding it and, you know, placing their dogs. And I get so many messages and texts and phone calls and, you know, about that. So we're just, we're just trying to spread the love and it takes a little bit of time. You know, not everybody likes it. They're, like I said, this is a jealous type sport. Um, so you get some negative feedback from it, but, um, we try to do, you know, as much as we can possible. And, uh, Wade, honestly and truly, Wade sponsors a lot of this stuff himself. Um, you know, it's not, it's not what people think it is from the outside looking in. Um, Wade is a, Wade started coon hunting when he was young. You know, he grew up in the, up there around Bellers and Jervers and all those guys and very competitive. Um, but he just, he absolutely loves the competition side of it, aspect of it, very competitive. But we try to, you know, we're trying to do a lot and we're small, but we're, we're getting out there and we've got a lot of support behind us. Um, so I think there's some really big things to come. Just stay tuned, you know. That's right, and that's what a that's a big thing that you know. If you're not growing, you know you can't. I ain't gonna say you can't be content because you can be, you know. But growing is the key, and and I'll tell you a big market that I've seen that we've seen, and I've got friends that uh that feed Joy Dog food right now. That um I know too, for instance, um this blood trailing that you know tracking wounded deer and our game. That has become a big, big deal around us over here in Mississippi and Louisiana and stuff like that. And they, you know, those dogs are, you know, 
they're running, they're baying, you know, it's kind of a mixture of a hog dog and a, and a deer running dog. You know what I mean? They're just, they're, 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 they're tracking these dogs and they want their dogs in tip top shape, you know? So, uh, yeah, we, we got a running joke over here where I live, you know, they don't ever want our dogs over there until they shoot a 130, 140 class deer. And then they want your dog over there, you know? And, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's big all over the united states it's not just in the south that these uh blood trail dogs are have become you know very very a necessity that's right everybody makes a bad shot you know here and there and you know and again we we use that same analogy you know you don't you don't want my dog on your place until you need me you know but uh but you're exactly right and and I, like I said, I'm going to do some, uh, I got them lined up to do some interviews because I want to, you know, I want to let the world know, hey, you know, that all dogs are good. So, uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, like I said, if you ain't got nothing else about, you know, we'll we'll try to wrap this thing up. But I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you and I appreciate Joy uh, for doing a quality feed and Wade and Josh and Mason and you know all those other guys that have uh that that get out and you know beat the streets and and try to uh to 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 do and bring a a a good quality product so that's what it's at you're selling a quality product know your product and man you y'all will be successful and continue to be successful yep that's 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 the goal you know the end goal for us is is you know there's Wade says it, Josh says it, I say it, Michael Terry says it, I'm sure Mason Bush will say it. But there's there's some there's some good dog feeds out there. And but if if you want to feed and try joy, we want you to be able to try joy. We don't sit here and bash other feed companies. I've not yet ever heard anybody of my, you know, representatives say you know that but that's the whole point it, you know god gave us all free will if you want to try it we're here to help you try it um you know we think you'll like the results but just give us an honest and fair trial you know what i mean and it, it if you if it's if you if you have to feed a a lesser dollar amount of feed i understand that i understand what you got to do everybody has there's a market for everybody you know what i'm saying so my <laughs> that's that's my words you know is to just you know give joy if, if you want to try it give it a fair shot and let us know you know what you think that's and we'll right. be there to support you if you know when you need it that's right and it, again it makes a makes a big deal when you can you can message somebody that you know you can message the guy directly and be like hey you know what do you what do you think about this what do you think about because that goes a long way when you can literally talk to the person that that's representing the product that you're feeding so i think uh i think you guys have got a great thing going um i enjoy it i love the food or the feed uh my dogs look good again um but yeah man so what's uh what's Stephen green got planned other than other than selling dog food and and running dogs what uh what you got you, you what else you got going on well i'm gonna 
my daughter's going to have my first grandchild at February the 13th. So I'm going to be a papa. So that's, man, uh, that's awesome. That's got me fired up. some. going to have a little grandson. Um, probably be my hunting partner. Ain't no um, doubt about it. Just hunting these dogs, you know, just, um, Rube, I'm, I'm, he's, he'll be 10. He, I got him qualified for the tournament champions. I'll probably let that be his last competition. You know, I'll probably just pleasure hunt him after that. I got a, I got a young female that she's as, uh, she's about as bipolar as they get. And boy, she, there's nights she looks like a million dollars and there's nights that you don't know if you put the right dog in the dog box, but <laughs> hunt her for a card and I'll run my, I'll run my deer dogs during, you know, throughout the year, just keep them in shape, stuff like that. Go to these hunts. We got the super hunt coming up in February. Um, everybody always wanted the, the true world champion. Well, you get to hunt three world champions against each other and see the outcome. And it's a, it's, it's an awesome hunt. I'm just glad I get to be part of it. I'll be out there in February in Texas. Um, and that'll be, you know, like I said, we do the youth stuff around here, which is the youth series around here is wrapping up, but we'll still do the ones throughout the summer and the fall. And then we'll be back at autumn Oaks, crank that one up and just go from there, bud. That's right. Well, we got the PKC, the Mississippi state youth, uh, youth deal in Wiggins, Mississippi. It's coming up, I think first of march i believe and uh, you guys sponsor it and stuff like that so but yeah man i just again i wanted to let you know that you know we appreciate you guys and uh we thank you for uh coming on the hunting dog public podcast and doing this with us sitting down with us and you know spending a little time with us and telling us about you and joy dog feed yeah and i i appreciate you uh asking me to do this podcast it, it means a lot to me that you know you reached out to me about it well man i thought thought that uh you'd be a prime prime guy for it so again like i said we uh we here at the hunting dog public we appreciate you and um i appreciate you coming on brother yes sir thank you chris all right brother be safe and holler if you need anything over around mississippi Yes, sir. You too. See you, bub. See you.